Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by Mitsubishi. Don't get caught out this winter. So you want me to wear a hat for this throughout the whole show? Isn't that like bullying in the workplace? Ian Collins wants a word. See, that music means I have to say, welcome, kids. Here it is. It's show two. Who would have thought it? Bookmakers were taking bets. This could never happen. The Green Inked Brigade were hell-bent on derailing our global plans. One person wrote, this will never last. That pair of bozos couldn't organise a slaughter in an abattoir. They've got no chance! Mother can be so cruel. Anyway, ram to the gills, we've got some of this. What was that? And also, some of this. LOL. And a bit of this. Hello, Ian Collins, it's Hatlin and Ollie here from the Answer Me This podcast. Uh, now, I don't fly this solo, of course. Uh, we have to adhere to European health and safety guidelines, which essentially means we have a producer, not my idea. His name is Sideshow Kev. Say hello, Kev. Hello. Hey. We've also got technical phone turkey. His name is Andre Porch. Say hello, Andre. Hey, he's behind the glass. Can't hear him. Nothing at all. You got the questions, Kev? I do. Uh, questions via social media for you. Ant via Twitter says, any suggestions for Android users? Yes, buy an iPhone. Nick on Twitter says, will you still be moaning about socialists on this podcast? Of course I will. Oh, in fact, I won't just be moaning about socialists. I'll also be moaning about... Well, you've got to moan about socialists, of course. You've got to moan about... Uh, because at the moment, some terrible things are happening uh, in Parliament, and I'm watching this going on, and it is almost beyond belief. Because last week, Ed Miliband decided to have a pop at the front bench, and he went big on this whole thing of, you know, they're all millionaires, he said. Now, of course, this comes from Ed, £1.6 million house, Miliband, along with David, £2.6 million house, who were both bequeathed quite a lot of property and money by their father. He was a Marxist, by the way. He had loads of money, despite his left-wing leanings and his communist ideals. He had all of that. He left it to the kids. They didn't have to pay, by the way, full capital gains tax, because they managed to sort of, in some legal, perfectly legal, I should say, respect, managed to siphon that into a, a, a different system that meant they could avoid paying the usual money that you have to pay when you inherit property of that value. So it's nice to see all the old lefties are, uh, are sticking together in a good sort of left-wing principled manner. But I should say, we'll also be having to go at people like Eric Pickles. Yes, that Eric Pickles. Hey, he done? Done. Dev in Sunderland via Facebook says, do you still follow football now you're not on talk sport? I'd like a bit of football, but I tell you what I don't, I tell you what I've become really bothered by. And that's the whole, the whole tribal thing of football. Uh, which is, you know, it's simultaneously there is a sort of attraction. Is it something very raw and human about following your your team and the chanting and all that goes with it? But there's also something really quite ugly about the whole thing. And then last week, of course, there were what nearly eighty people killed in Egypt over football, for goodness' sake. Apparently, Seb Blatter said they should just shake hands at the end of that. 80 people lose their lives. And in this country, we've got stuff like the John Terry thing, which we can't really talk about. I mean, that's all going on. It's kind of this season has proved, I think, beyond doubt. Don't worry, Jimmy Hill's got nothing to worry about. Beyond all doubt that I think the whole game has kind of changed and it's got very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Kev? Sue's via Twitter. This is apparently less of a question, more of a comment. Oh, yeah. OMG, you just leapt over Moyles. Yes, that's a very good point, actually. We did leap over Moyles. Ah. On the iTunes charts, 
And it was sad news about Moyles, wasn't it? Yeah, very sad. Very sad. Leprosy is not funny, kids. Apparently by Christmas he'll just be a wrist. <laughs> or a leg. Can you imagine that? Chris Moyles, the leg. Just a leg coming towards that, mummy. Don't worry, it's just Chris Moyles. It'll still be presenting the breakfast show as well, <laughs> won't it? Finally, and I've, I've got this one. Scott via Twitter says, Any chance of end of show guff returning? Do you remember that? End of show guff, yeah. Uh, Scott, I'll answer that for you. No. Uh, there are a couple of ways, of course, you can get in touch. You can leave a message on the studio mobile. Uh, we've got that coming up. Voicemail yeah. <laughs> roulette is yeah. on its way. There's some beauties. 07789 uh, Or for most things we do, the regular features and stuff, it's on Twitter, at Ian Collins UK. Ian Collins wants a word. Yay! Now, here's the other very, very exciting thing, everybody. We've got, stand by, this. It is, of course, random acts of irrational annoyance. You know the score. These are those technically irrelevant areas of life that give you the chronic ache. In the grander scale of things, they don't matter. They're not that important. They should not be deal-breakers. Nobody dies, but nonetheless, without a scintilla of a doubt, they drive you royally mad. They irk the skin from your very bones. They send your head into a three... Well, you get the general idea. Uh, they annoy you. Uh, can I just start off with one here? No, and I will, I will do so. Uh, it's a programme on TV called Hustle. Now, this is really a message, Kev, to British television, really. Don't try to emulate or recreate the big American DVD box set dramas, because no. you will never, ever do it in a million years. Don't try and do it. Spooks gave it a darn good go. They couldn't pull it off either. The reason that we like the Breaking Bads and the 24s and the Sopranos and all of that is because we watch it through the prism of Americana, if you like. We watch it in that respect because it's American, because we know that America is magnified and exaggerated beyond all normality. That's the prism with which we watch it. So to try and recreate that kind of guff on British TV, it just looks pants. Kev, have you got one? I do. Go on. Vernon K. Is that it? Yep. Okay. This is Andy Harris in York on Twitter. He says, Yummy mummies on the school run. They seem to think they invented procreation. And what's with the disproportionate ownership of massive four by fours? All parked on the school line. It is actually true. I know it's a cliche now because everybody moans about it and everybody says, well, you know, it's four by fours, it's school mum. But there does seem to be a disproportionate use of the four by four for people who aren't very big. Yes, peering through the steering wheel is yeah, always a good look. There's a on the lot road. of that. It doesn't look right. Kenzie in Newcastle, my random act of rational annoyance is the theme tune to Emmerdale. Every time I hear it, I instinctively want to commit Harry Kerry. <laughs> Sorry, isn't that where you stab yourself in the stomach? I with believe a sword? it is, yeah. You can't hum the theme tune to Emmerdale without it becoming the theme tune to The Six Million Dollar Man. You can't do it. This is from Jen on Twitch. She says, what about old men whose balls hang down to their kneecaps? That's <laughs> annoying. What, why? How is it? How does that impede your day? How would that give you the hup? Sorry I'm late for work. I bumped into a pack of octogenarians whose pendulous cobblers held me up for 20 minutes. Is that how it works? <laughs> Good Lord. But we'll put it in there. Deb in Birmingham on Twitter, at Ian Collins UK, by the way. Uh, my random act of irrational annoyance, a shop assistant who lobbed the change down onto the counter despite the fact that you're standing there like a Nelly with your hand out. At what point 
Do they think that's okay? That's very true. This is the same group of people who try to flog you a bag of 24 donuts when you've bought petrol. Yes. They do. Would you like some donuts? No. Would you like a massive bar of dairy milk? No. Do you want some Wrigley's? No. Toble Road? I got offered an Easter egg this week. Paul in Gravesend on Facebook. My random acts of irrational annoyance are ballet dancers. <laughs> What a meek bunch of pointy-toed weirdos these people really are. And whoever understands these things on stage, I have no hesitation in telling the nation that Swan Lake is cack. Oh. See, this is what happens to culture when they take the South Bank show off air. <laughs> That's where we're at. I had a great theme tune. But it was great when they would say that with us now is a, a great rock star or somebody. But every now and again they'd have a sculptor and you'd think, I don't watch that. Uh, NKB on Twitter says, I want to vent my uh, spleen about people posting R.I.P. guff online about famous dead folk they've never met. You don't know them! Your condolences mean nothing! You're just showing off to the internet peanut gallery. Have you seen this other thing on Twitter where these um, spam bots seem to latch on to R.I.P. things? So a celebrity dies as R.I.P. and they use that as a hashtag and then it'll be like... um, Hashtag R.I.P. Let's say Lenny, and it says find sexy singles here with a link, which is I think right? is terribly it's appropriate. It's brilliant, isn't it's it? It's just great. Well done. That's classy. By the way, I've got some breaking news in. Eric Pickles has just exploded outside Smith's. Oh, there you go. Who says we don't cover all the breaking moments? Hey, fatty boom boom. Don't let winter stop you in your tracks. The Mitsubishi ASX comes with active stability and traction control, on-demand four-wheel drive, hill start assist, and Mitsubishi's legendary reliability. For more information, search for Mitsubishi cars. Be safe, not sorry, this winter. Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox. Well, it sort of does what it says on the tin. Well, we thought it did until we heard it last week. Thanks for the support. It's our weekly look at the showbiz fluff we find under the bed in a shoebox. God. Now, you remember last week we did celebrity baby names? I can't forget. It, it was practically a trending topic on Twitter for at least all of Tuesday. And uh, so this week we're going to do something a little bit similar, but with a twist. Because being a now highly successful top ten in iTunes podcast... Correct. ...a little bit of a budget, here's what happens. Yep. You will hear a tweet. Okay. By a celebrity, right. and you have to tell me which one. Oh, good. But here's the twist. Right. Because we got this little bit of a budget, I've spent it. I spent all of the money for the month. Did you? I've hired a very expensive American movie voiceover. Put your hands together for Max Castlerock III! Max Castlerock! Andre, give me some celebrity Twitterama music! Right. So here's what's going to happen. You're right. going to hear this tweet, yep. and I'll give you a choice of answers, and you just tell me who you think it was. Fire away. Here we go. Max, take it away. Oh, yeah. And I'm a proud Justin Bieber fan. Any grown man got a problem with that, don't tweet me. Meet me. And let's do it. Bully. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. But who was it? Is it A, The Rock, B, MC Hammer, or C, Willie Rushton? <laughs> I'm. I think that was definitely the Rock. You're saying the Rock. Yeah. I'm afraid it's the wrong answer. The answer was MC Hammer. Stop it. Uh, would you like to hear another? I'd love another. Wake the f up. Drop the f bomb. Make the f turn. Do whatever the f you desire. F yourself. F a friend. 
there's an F load of hope for us all. Wasn't that us just before the show? (laughs) I think it was. But someone tweeted it as well. Yep. Was it A, David Cameron, (laughs) B, Fred Durst off Limp Biscuit, or C, the Dalai Lama? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's definitely not Cameron. Uh, It's definitely not Dalai. He doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't use that kind of. So he's not a potty mouth. He doesn't use that sort of salty language. So I'm clearly going for um, from Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst. Yeah, Fred. It's Fred from Limp. Well, this sound means it's the correct answer. Hey, well done. I like that. One correct. Here's another one. My New Year's DJ name is going to be Yeezy World Peace. If you book me, you have to put Yeezy World Peace on the Evite. Or I ain't spinning. Was that yeah. A. Christian O'Connell, B. Kanye West, or C. The Archbishop of Canterbury? Well, Christian O'Connell, who's very kindly been retweeting about our podcast, oh, yeah. which is good of him, uh, it wasn't him. It was definitely Kanye West. That's the correct answer. And another bell. Here's another one. Hurry, Gary, we've been parked ages. How long does it take to buy sweets? LOL. Was that A, Jeffrey Palmer, B, Katie Price, or C, Hitler? I'm going for Katie Price. You sure? Yeah. Sure it wasn't Hitler? No. Let's have a listen. It's the correct answer. There it is, Katie Price. And finally... Yes. Why are dusters yellow? Was that A, Professor Stephen Hawking, B, Dr. Jonathan Miller, or C, Noam Chomsky? Everybody knows it's a well-known Chomsky question. Yeah. Known Chomsky. Is the correct answer. Fantastic. I concede to the plagiarising I did on Twitter last week by taking that question. (coughs) It was Chomsky. Uh, Kev's going to be back with some more showbiz, shoebox, under-the-bed shenanigans probably (laughs) around about the same time next week. Well, not if I have anything to do with it. Ian Collins wants a word. Now, each week, of course, writer and comedian Del Strain has given us his views on a whole variety of topics and issues in his own somewhat idiosyncratic style. So here's the second outing of the thoughts of Chairman Dell. London calling. This is London calling. Hello. I'd like to talk to you about the Iron Lady. Meryl Street plays the prime sinister Thatcher, a name that polarises opinion. Loved by everyone. The film rewrites history like a drunk schoolboy on Wikipedia. What next? Maybe Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. playing Stalin. The gulags were actually Eastern European holiday camps. He was a Billy Butlins of the Eastern Bloc. Now, just to balance things out, Tony Bleh and Sherry, do you now know that in the Collins English Dictionary, the saying, Blairface Cheek, is defined as ripping the arse out of it and coming back for the prostate. The moody socialist, the richest Prime Minister in history, in with one house, out with ten. More houses in a bingo collar. And with no credible opposition, Ed Miliband is like an ostrich that's been, basically, sexually harassed by a kangaroo. Keep the red flag flying. I wouldn't trust them to keep a red pair of Y-fronts on a washing line. That, everybody, was comedian Del Strain, and a swift Google search will let you know exactly where you can see the mighty Del performing live at a selection of UK comedy venues. Voicemail roulette. Please leave a message. 
So here it is, it's voicemail roulette. These are your call stuff you've uh, rung our mobile. But it really is a mobile from Tesco that we just bought and yeah. just leave it in a drawer yeah. and hope people ring it, and they do. Mm-hmm. And the number is 07789 Kev has the answer machine. Press the button, Kev. Here we go. Hi, Ian, this is Peter in Glasgow um, of Urigella Spoon fame. It's great to hear you back on the radio, absolutely brilliant. But two quick questions. Is Collins Confessional going to make a comeback? And what about LaDonna? Are we going to hear LaDonna back on the show? That's nice. Thank you, Peter, for that. Uh, oh, we, yes, that's lovely. Peter in Glasgow. We have uh, so, so we've got the Court of Collins, which is kind of similar fodder, if you like, and we have that with Karen McGiffin coming up a bit later on. And LaDonna, I'm sure, at some point, when we've got some kind of stateside tale, we will get her on. We'll get a couple of big bean cans with a very long piece of string. <laughs> this is voicemail roulette 07789183262, and you could find yourself on Ian Collins Wants a Word. Here on the podcast, the best we get will win fifty pounds. Fifty pounds, and here's another message. Well, yeah, hi, Ian. It's uh, Mike Hansen again. Remember me, your first producer. And I'm calling to say, uh, well done on that first podcast. Good features, you know, like a radio show, but not really a radio show. Nice uh, bit with Grace Dent there. But I kept thinking, oh, there's something missing. What's missing? What was it again? Oh, I know, me. Mm, still no idea. No. <laughs> Uh, here's another. Nightmare. Day in the life of a white van man. Speed cameras, traffic wardens, single mums who can't drive, foreign lorry drivers, BMW and Mercedes drivers who don't indicate. I'm not Mystic Meg. Not to, not to mention the weather. So much fun. Hey, you see, I like the white van man. I think he should ring us every week with tales from his van. Yeah. He won't get on, but he should. Uh, here's another from Voicemail Roulette. Hello, Ian. It's that Stu Pop from Twitter. Better known from Stuart of Newport Pagnell from your past days. Wishing you all the best of luck for the new show. Uh, the airways have been empty too long, so good to hear your voice again. Go give it to him, buddy. See ya. Never heard of him. Here's another. Hi, Ian. No, I need you. Your friend Shane here. Yep, next one. Shane from up north. Um, yep, just wish you good luck. And uh, great show. And, um, yeah. I'm sure you'll hear from me more. Bye. God, I hope not. And here's another. Hello, Ian Collins. It's Hatlin and Ollie here from the Answer Me This podcast. Congratulations on getting into this podcasting racket. We hope you enjoy it. It must be very exciting moving from the completely insignificant world of national talk radio into the incredible platform of podcasting, which we've really made our own, and you've got some serious competition now. We look forward to being invited on the show one day, but maybe when you've got some listeners, not now. <laughs> Bye. Good luck. That's Helen and Ollie. Helen and Ollie. Helen and Ollie. Who will be guesting on the podcast in about four weeks' time. Will they bring us some cake? I hope so. Voicemail roulette 07789 You just call that number and essentially moan or rant or say something funny or profound. All of the above. We're happy with that. Oh, hello. Carol is a confident and assertive girl, liable to lead others astray. I've been quite naughty in my life. I, I don't really regret anything. I've had a good time. Basically, I've had a good time. I've always been, up until recently, quite a, a sexual creature. And I actually think that that is Mother Nature's way of saying, look, your time's running out and your childbearing <laughs> <laughs> are nearly over. You better get one in. <laughs> 
whatever has happened to me in my life has actually made me into the person that I am now. So I don't apologise for that, I don't make excuses for that, and I don't regret it. This is me, take it or leave it. Please welcome Carol McGiffin. And here she is, it's Carol McGiffin. Hello, How are Ian. you, love? I'm all right, thank you. Red wine? Uh, shh, Ribena. <laughs> what is it about guests in the studio? Are you freezing? It's cold. It is cold, Last but... week, Grace Dent did this interview in a, essentially a snorkel <laughs> coat. Listen, here's a question in straight away. Go on. Right, this is Tom in York on Twitter, who says, Carol, why is your programme called Loose Women? Isn't this a phrase usually associated with licentious and loutish behaviour? Uh, yes. Um, that's not why it's called Loose Women, though. Why is it called Loose Women? Well, it was originally... Can I just say, by the way, the easiest job in television? Loose Women? Um, yeah, just putting it out there. I don't think it is. What are you talking? You sit at a bloody wooden desk and just talk. That's what you've done for years. <laughs> exactly the same. Only people can't see you. You don't have to put makeup on. That makes it very difficult is that having what it to is? have makeup and, and so it's the stuff makeup like issues. That. Oh yeah, it takes ages. It, Why is it called loose? Well, it's called originally you, you like on the loose. The word loose was to do with loose talking, right? Just free talking and speech and stuff. That oh. was the original idea. But it was obviously, you know, it's got a, a double meaning because loose women are, you know. Licentious and loutish. Yeah, easy. Well, if you, if you talk about a loose woman in the, in the um, I suppose, in the, the Oxford English yeah, Dictionary yeah, yeah, yeah. description, you would be a sexually adventurous, free and easy woman or a prostitute. In fact, I've just looked at the OED. It's exactly yeah, what the... something just, like that. Mate, how do you know that off well, the top of your head? Well, you read the dictionary or something? a loose woman. Is <laughs> that so, so what it is? Well, listen, on that point, Mel, who's female, in Stevenage on Twitter says... Uh, is it written into the contracts that every now and again loose women panellists have to get their bangers out? Now, I do not want to be in, um, included in this, in this um, Banger or activity. This ac- accusation because I haven't got my so-called bangers out for many, many years. I know. But, ma'am, were you prolific when you did? Oh, well, I did, yeah, when I was, you know, when I was of, of an age, but... I'm sorry, and I'm, you know, Denise Welsh, is, she's the one who does it now. No one else does it. She's the banger queen of she ITV1. Is. She's got compulsive flushing <clears throat> disorder, that's what she calls it, and she actually thinks that she uh. can't help it. Um, in fact, I was with her at uh, number 11 Downing Street at a reception with George Osborne, and she, I overheard her she didn't flash telling George, George did she? Osborne that she had compulsive flushing no. disorder. And if he didn't walk away from her now, she was on the verge of flashing her tits Seriously? To him. I'm serious. You know, and, and the thing is, it's got to stop. <coughs> it has to stop over And the campaign age. starts right here. But no, it isn't part of the contract. Um, and it's uh, entirely up to the individual if when out on uh, the Raz, yeah. they want to get their tits out. <laughs> but I tend not to do it. I got my bum out once. Um, oh, I remember that picture. Yeah, I flashed the paparazzi with my bare bottom, uh, but I had decent pants on. Uh, here's a question that comes from Night63 mm. on Twitter. I used to listen to Carol and Paul Ross. Oh. Uh, would you go back to radio, Carol? Oh, I would love to go back to radio, yes. Radio is my first love. Oh, stop it. No, seriously, I, I would. I would. I would, would go. You? I would stop doing telly tomorrow if someone offered me a decent radio job. 
Absolutely. Because you've been on Loose Women for 12 years. 12 years. So you're the longest-serving panellist. Yeah. I've done my time, I think, there. I've done my time. I still enjoy it, and it so still is the what greatest time, job. What time is it on now? It's on at half 12. Half 12 to half 1, yeah. After to half... It never used to be an hour, did it? Well, it's... Uh, over the years, it's gone from being an hour to 45 minutes down to a half an hour, yeah. and then back up to an hour, and then back down to... I mean, it's changed. It's changed. For so the you... last... For the last um, seven years, it hasn't mm-hmm. really changed. So you longer. turn up. So it's on at half twelve. So you turn up what twenty past twelve? Yeah. Sit around yeah, that that's panel. That's right. Yeah, we just walk in. We ain't got a clue about talk, anything. Talk cosmetic surgery and ponies. No. And then go walk, home at half one. We get in at half past eight in the morning. Oh, that's lunacy. And then we have a meeting and we discuss what we're going to discuss, but not. You, you mean know, it's produced? It's yeah. There's a bit of production. See, you know what? It really pisses me off because people always think that they oh, you just walk in at quarter to twelve. You sit know, I down. don't really think that. I know you don't. But, but the thing, people but the, do. Yeah, but the art of what you do is to make it look as if you just did what you, you, you yeah. walked in in yeah. a way. So that's a compliment, really. Yeah. That people would say that. So who's on the panel now? Because there was that girl uh, um, from. The Nolan sisters. Mm. She's not there anymore, is she? Holly, no, she's on this morning. Because every now and again, she's doing the easiest job in television. She's doing she that reads, phone thing, isn't she? She reads out tweets and emails in the hub yeah, what's on that this all morning. Well, you know, wouldn't you? So you're in the same building. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, next door. Yeah, she's next door. Yeah. Uh, but there's been sort of a d- different people over the years. Uh, what about that woman who used to be a singer on a cruise ship? Is she still there? Jane. Yeah. Jane McDonald. Yes. She's, she's still there. Well, she's back. She left. She left about a year and a half ago. But to she's go cruising now. No, 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 not at all, no. She gave up cruising a long time ago. She did, didn't she? She does it for leisure, but she doesn't do it uh, professionally right, anymore. Okay. Um, so Jane McDonald's still there. Yeah, there's there's quite a few from the old school, but there's a lot of new people there. Sherry's now. still there? Sherry's still there. Yeah. Um, we've got Lisa? Lisa Maxwell, still there. Um, Janet Street Porter, we've got. You like it. Janet? I like Janet. Yes, I do, actually. Acquired taste, our Janet. Well, put it this way, I, I, do, I do like her, and I think Why she's... Why do I say, our oh, Janet? What about Alan Bennett all of a sudden? Oh, our Janet, she's lovely. <laughs> That's what Jay McDonald says. Um, <laughs> she, I think she's extremely clever, uh, and she is, she's good on the show. I think she's really good on the show. She's got great opinions. She's a good sort of polemicist, she isn't she? She's, papers, she's great yeah. at just she knows boiling stuff. out affluent. Yeah, um, and Jenny Claire. Yeah. But, but Janet, no, I do, I do like her, but... I can't ever see me sort of hanging out with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think she would be quite tough as a friend. And What, somebody on, uh, who was it? Who's, right, yeah, Jeff in Bournemouth. He says, uh, who's your favourite loose woman panellist, past or present, and who do you not like? Yeah, you've got no chance of getting an answer to the second part of that, Jeff. No, you haven't. <laughs> well, obviously, there's been quite a few over the years. Do you know, there's been something like over 100 different presenters over really? the years. Yeah. Or panellists on yeah, that yeah. show. Um, and I can't I can't say I've ever disliked, and this is genuine now, ever mm. genuinely disliked anybody who's been on there. But there's a lot of people that I don't, I wouldn't choose to hang out with. But that's all right, isn't it? But because... that's fine because <coughs> it's a professional relationship, yeah. you know, and you don't have to. But, you know, this whole idea that we all live... In you know the house like the Beatles in Help, we you know we've knocked four houses again. We all live in it yeah, together, yeah. and we're like best friends, and we go out all the time. You know, it's a little bit of a myth, and the, the audience do think that's what we're like. Oh, when you go out, I bet you when you girls go out, you have a great time. The only time we ever go out together is if there's an awards do or yeah. or or something on that we're all going to. 
there's a bit more socialising goes on with the people who don't live in London because they come down and they mm. get to stay in a hotel and everything and you know they've got a bit of yeah. free time but I just go straight home so I'm probably the least sociable out of everyone but you know there's a lot of people that go home every day now Lisa lives in the Cotswold does she um so she goes she's the one home. that yeah. talks like Dick Van Dyke Oh, Lisa Maxwell. Yeah, Luke, no, she... never did it. Never did anybody anybody's voice not suit their looks as much as Lisa Maxwell. <laughs> she sounds like Linda Bellingham's love child. <laughs> <laughs> she she's on there, Linda Bellingham. Linda Bellingham. She's been off for a while because she's been doing Calendar Girls. She's been getting her bangers out for a different reason. So you haven't got a particular favourite uh, panelist panelist as such. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm more fond of a few people. You know, the thing is, which is but when you look at the rotor. Do you have a rotor? Yeah, yeah, Does it say yeah. who's on what days? Yeah, and st- yeah. yeah. Who, who, which yeah, which is st- the one that you go, yes, look. Well, you know. She's I'm, on. I, I like the old school. I do prefer the old school. I love I love all the new people, and, yeah. I, and I genuinely like them on the panel. But when I get the, the uh, biogs through the night before and I see it's Jane, Sherry and me, or uh, Jane, Linda, or Sherry, or me, or Andrea, I like it that way. That's my favourite mm. lineup. But... It hardly ever happens because sure. you you know you've got to get new people in there. And Carol Vorderman's brilliant. Um, Janet's great. Uh, Sally Sally Lindsay, she's really good for the show. And oh, she's Jenny, just started, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's one of the new ones. Note to all editors: uh, Carol Vorderman isn't, never has been, and never will be a sexy woman. No matter how hard you try to somehow put her up there as, you know, the thinking man's crumpet. No, she's not. She's a very slightly below-average-looking girl who doesn't scrub up badly for a woman of 70 or whatever she is now. Stop slagging off my mate. Oh, yes, she was with you now, didn't she? Yes. I'm right, though, I I am right. She's got a great figure, and she shows it off very well. It's not for me to say whether or not she is sexy, but you're a man, you can decide that. Yeah. But a lot of people do find her sexy. She was like number four in the MILF chart. And then and then there was another chart of older... That is such a chart. Not MILFs, but older women I wouldn't mind having a go at. Um, and I was, there are none. I was in it. I was like number 11 or something. You're not older woman. Well, it, was something, it was something like old women who aren't bad for their age. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was a little That's funny little nuts. chart. But yeah, Carol was in it and I was in it. Well, okay, well, there's this yeah. week's Twitter competition. Uh, which MILF would you like to put in the charts? <laughs> uh, and there's a question just before we MILF. come to the Court of Collins, which I know is the feature you're really looking forward I to, I can't Carol. wait, I can't wait. Everybody's talking about it in the industry. It's like gone yeah. global, this, oh, this feature. So, yeah. uh, Denny in Leeds says, should bankers get bigger bonuses? Well, certainly not bigger bonuses, no. But I'm, I'm not 100% up for this banker bashing. I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit bored with it. Bit too I, easy. Well, I, I think it's what annoys me about the bankers and and people uh, lynch mobbing them. You know this. It's you know it, what 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 really annoys me about it is that the politicians who created that environment or allowed it to happen, and you know the buck stops at Gordon Brown really because he was the one that took away the authority of the Bank of England yeah. to regulate the banks and put in all his crony mates in the FSA. And they let the banks run, run riot because they wanted it to look like we were rich and we were making loads of money and it was never going to bust, boom, boom, boom. And he allowed that to happen. So, of course, if you're a banker, you're going to go, 
going to go, well, well I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fill my boots and I'm going to line my pockets. Of course you're going to. So you can't blame them in the first instance. Now, what the only thing that I really object to now, and the politicians seem to be getting away with it, getting away with everything that they created and everything they did wrong. But the thing I object to now, I do object to uh, bankers getting massive bonuses from uh, publicly owned companies, you know, that we own, that are in, yeah. that are owned by the the public sector and the taxpayer. I object to that. But that guy, what was his name, Stephen Heston? Hester, sorry, Hester. He he gave up his bonus and he's carrying on doing the job admirably, even though Labour gave him a contract and agreed his bonus before it had anything to do with this lot. You know, and and good for him. I think that's great. But I'm not sure that it was the right thing to do to go after Fred Goodwin, strip him of his knighthood, because there are politicians that have got away with much, much worse than yeah. he has. And he did not and all create the, while, the recession. All the while, Geoffrey Archer's still walking around as a member of the House of Lords. I could give you a list that I mean, long. then... You know, frankly, that that's that's the yardstick, isn't it? It it's, is. It's the archer factor. Exactly, exactly. So who was it said on Twitter today? Someone said, so it's all right to prosy it up and commit perjury, but it's not all right to uh, be a banker. <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready for this, Carol? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Go, go, go. Uh, so it is called the Court of Collins. It's your chance to prosecute or defend, forgive or forget a misdemeanour. These are the moments sent in from our global base of several million listeners ah! where people are happy to admit a crime. Not a terrible crime, not like a murder or arson or interfering with animals, but a minor moment of miscreant-based madness. You know the kind of thing where you lost your moral compass. You strayed, albeit momentarily, off the track. Uh, Sideshow Kev has come back in. <laughs> Carol what was that? <laughs> Billy in Seaton says, I vandalised a child's toy after he stuck his tongue out at me. Picture the scene. It was a very hot day. We're all in a busy park. I'm with my girlfriend and the place is packed. Near where we were sitting was a kid with his mother. The child is playing with one of those big plastic Fisher-Price garages. Remember those kind of multi-storey thing yeah. and a nice little... Yeah. Lift. Had a lift. I remember that. Yeah, had a lift, didn't it? That's, that's, that's the one, yeah. It's, that anyway, was after my time. This... Shut up. <laughs> anyway, this kid was playing away, but for reasons unknown, decided that about every 60 seconds, he was going to turn around and poke his tongue out at me. Now, I played along with this for a little bit by smiling and feigning shock every time he did it, as you do. However, this went on for some time. I was a little bit shocked that the mother had noticed this and said nothing. In fact... She was laughing along, which was encouraging this four-year-old to keep poking his tongue out and getting cockier and cockier with each poke. The child had gone from giggling as he did this to looking a little sinister as he realised that his mum was endorsing his behaviour. I reckon in about half an hour, this little blighter poked his tongue out about 60 times. I'd had enough, and it took me about half a second to work out what to do. As me and my girlfriend stood up to leave, I pretended to lose my footing and fell over, right on top of the kid's plastic garage. There was a crack and a smash as this thing clearly fell apart and broke into several pieces. Before the mum could work out what had happened, me and my girlfriend quietly walked off to the almighty screams, and man, they were loud, of a four-year-old wailing his head off as he realised his treasured toy was broken forever. Isn't this what anybody else would have done? Please understand the circumstances, chaps. Is he innocent or is he guilty? Carol. Well, he's both, really, isn't he? He's both. He's he's innocent of a crime, I think, but he's guilty of um, 
grievous garage harm. <laughs> so, uh, now listen, I would shake that guy's hand. Seriously. I would shake Because <clears> I think that t- poking the tongue out, a kid poking the tongue out is possibly the worst thing that a kid can do. To have a parent laugh. Well, setting your house on fire it. is surely above that. No, it's not. It's really rude. Look, stop being ridiculous. Kids armed don't robbery, go around perhaps. setting houses on fire. <laughs> or armed robbery or anything like that. No, I do. I think that... I, you know that there's an advert on the telly um, where the little boy is poking his tongue out, oh, that woman. Yeah. And she just pokes her tongue out back and that's it. I just think that's disgusting. I think it's terrible. So I think he was so right. So is the act of the tongue poking that is... That's, that's the really crime. Got you. That's the so crime. So you think... Well, that... the parents... The, no, the parent's the one who's guilty. So she's guilty, yes, really, as well. for laughing and going along yeah. with the kid because it's not encouraging good manners at but all. But then again, you see, Kev, uh, you've got a little and not of a dissimilar age. Hmm. Uh, so you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know that. Aww. I don't see why you should. I haven't seen you in ten years. No. Um, <laughs> you don't know anything at that age. You know nothing. So I do agree with Carol again, probably for the first time ever. In that, it's a parental thing. It's a parental guidance yeah. thing. Because you, the fact that the kid ramped up the tongue poking exactly once it realised, so the kid knew it was bad. Mm. Otherwise, he wouldn't have ramped it up. Yeah, but you test boundaries at that age as well. Of you see you how know. far you can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Provocation. But would you have gone as far, though, of actually smashing a child's toy? Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked a kid once. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I had to. Why? Well, because he tried to steal my mobile phone off me. And I'm not joking. He was probably five years old. And I just thought, no. that kid is going to have a terrible life if someone doesn't teach him a lesson. And he literally was coming towards me and all these other kids behind him. Um, quite near where I live, actually. I won't say exactly where, because the parents will come after him and sue me. Um, and tried to nip my mobile phone off me, and I just thought, I'm not having this. I'm not having this from a five-year-old. So I kicked him and walked off, and he was like... Oh, he gave it a yelp, did he? Yeah, I ran away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I did that. I saw a woman, strangely, I saw a woman on a train kick a kid who tried to nick her purse. You know how some people send... You get these gangs and they send their kids out shoplifting because the kids can't be, can't be nicked because they're that's underage. Right. So this was on a train. And everyone uh, thinks they're innocent. They're, that's right, and they're under the age of being prosecuted. And these kids are like little artful dodgers and they, they, know, they know how to do it. And they go around and they'll, get, they'll take 70 purses that's, off a train carriage that's so and right. they're halfway up the road. And one what? old lady noticed it and she kicked this girl sort of as the, the tube stopped and the door opened. She kind of kicked her out of it. Yeah. The kid went flying. The kid's only about five. What is wrong with kids today? They're all guilty. Yeah. All guilty. All guilty. Yep. So you're saying this guy is, overall, you're not going to prosecute him? No. No. No? Not at all. There you go. Brilliant. Uh, well, I think we've, we're, we're unanimous on that, because I would go with that as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that is, uh, that's it, Carol McGiffin. All right. Great. You can sod off now. Oh, thanks. Uh, so sod off! <laughs> <laughs> is there any... Do you want to plug something? Yeah, no, I'm on Loose Within three times a week, usually, 12.30, ITV1, and then again on ITV uh, Plus One, then on ITV2, then on ITV2 Plus One. Um, Are you on ITV3? Do I get paid for each one? No, I don't. and I write, yeah, I do the column for Closer, which I really, really enjoy, actually. Yeah. Because they let me write about, you know, issues and stuff. That's it's, good. It's not a total showbiz column like my mum is an avid mates. reader. Well, give my love to your mum. Will do. What's her name? Margaret. Margaret. Mag. Mag. <laughs> All right, I'll try and say hello, Mag, in my mag. 
do you column have, do you have next say, week. Do you ever say hello to people in your column? No, I can't. If you, if, if I had, if, if I did, <laughs> hello, Ian's mum. <laughs> the column would be full of hellos, like loose women. Well, you, mean, you don't know. I'm the only person you know. What no, are you talking about? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> You see people all the time and they're like, oh, can you say hello to me on Loose Swimming tomorrow? Well, yeah, all right, but if we did that for everyone we met... Here's something people do. What? Um, so I'm putting a book together at the moment. You're writing a book? The, yes. The amount of people what that say... What book are you writing? Our long story. It's called 87 People I'd Like to Slap. And I, I think you'll probably quite like it. In fact, you mightn't be in it. I thought you were going to say I was one of them. I was about to slap you. But whenever you mention writing a book, whether it's a novel or anything, people always say, can I be in it? Yeah. What do you mean, can you be in it? Yeah. Can how how does that it? work? Well, you, can I be yeah, in? well, yeah. You can, but you're not going you to be. You want me to weave you in to my thought process yeah. of this. And just as I'm describing the macabre death of the central protagonist, you want me to say, and then my mate Dave turned up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Carol McGiffin. You're very welcome, Ian Collins. It's always lovely to see you. And you. And um, we will see you again. Are we inviting Carol back on, Kevin? Any... No? OK. Well, right, we'll give it some thought. Yeah. We'll yeah, get... all right. Well, don't commit yourself, will you? <laughs> Jesus. That's Carol McGiff in it. Carol McGiff! Thank you, thank you, thank you! Credit stream. Uh, there you go, kids. That has been episode two of Ian Collins' Once a Word. Thanks to you for downloading. Thanks to all of our guests. All can be found on Twitter, as can we, at Ian Collins UK. In-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Also, special thanks to John Chancer. The show's technical operator is Andre Porch. Programme edited by Manny Kendall. And our researcher was Kim Evans. Catering provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. And your homework, as ever, is to tell everybody you've ever known in your entire life to download this podcast. You get extra house points and a slice of cake for that. I'm Ian Collins and we're back next week with comedian and broadcaster Ian Lee. Goodbye. A Big Things Media production. Big Things! Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. Don't let winter put you on the skids. Have a new